Hello, and welcome to Way Too Seriously, the podcast where we watch kids' movies and then take them way too seriously. I'm Paul Moffat. I'm Jan Moffat. And this is our long-anticipated 100th episode! We're turning 100 today! (laughs) It's long-anticipated. We... I... Just before we recorded it, we looked back and saw that we've been teasing it since at least April 6th, (laughs) because we had people (laughs) write in with suggestions for our 100th episode on April 6th, so, uh... We took an accidental hiatus! Yay! (laughs) But we're back here for the 100th episode, um, and we're excited about it. Yep, absolutely. We have some... lots of questions to answer. We have a little bit of clips from our kids talking so like let's get into the way 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 too too serious part of our episode yeah this whole episode is too serious about ourselves right exactly like the premise of this one is we're going to take ourselves way too seriously are we good and seriously good i I, guess we'll find out i guess we will (laughs) mostly this hundredth episode is going to be uh response to listener questions and suggestions we had a few ideas of what we might do but we you uh gave us lots of questions lots of things to respond to so i think that that's gonna give us lots to talk about for this episode absolutely let's just i mean like let's just ask some questions of each other to start with which is how do you feel about this being our hundredth episode paul how do i feel about it being our hundredth episode you can see i mean I'm going to put my cards on the table and not be a hype man. I'm just going to be sincere. (laughs) Uh, I have really loved doing this podcast. I've really loved doing it with you. Um, We've been talking about it since before we started doing it. It has been a real joy. Recently, because of lots of things in our lives, it has been a little harder to find the time to do it not just recording, but the editing, and it, uh, I'm amazed we got to 100 episodes. I'm so happy that we did. So I feel a mix of feelings of, like, pride and joy over what we've done and the fun of doing this podcast with you, but also that 100 episodes is a long time, and our accidental hiatus is caused maybe by feeling a little bit overwhelmed at this particular moment in my life and that's connected to to how i feel about this hundredth episode so it's a little bittersweet for me honestly Mm -hmm. how about you i feel like i can't believe we've made this many episodes i can't believe like when we started off we were just like sitting in front of our computer talking about like i can't even remember what our first movie was i think it was like megamind or something And we just basically turned on a microphone for our usual post-movie conversation. And it's grown and developed since there. And we found ourselves like a little shtick of good and seriously good. And it has made me think more about all kinds of movies in all kinds of ways. And it's brought me uh, friends, which has Mm -hmm. been really cool. And... I think about, like, every TV show I've watched that's had 100 episodes. They reach 100 episodes at about five years into it. And so we're here, like, you know, a couple years, not even, like, maybe two years later. 
Our first episode was January 23rd, 2017. There you go. So about and two And it years. was about Hotel Transylvania. Hotel Transylvania, yeah. So there you go. We're like two and a half years into it. And I feel like we've done five years worth of work in two and a half. Not that a podcast is as hard as a TV show. But yeah, it's been fun. So do you have anything else to say before we get into our listener questions? I mean, again, not to be too heavy. This is a celebratory episode, not to be too heavy at the beginning of the episode. And I think we'll return to talk about this a little at the end. But uh, you maybe sensed, listeners, in my answer that we are at a bit of a... We're a little bit up in the air about the future of this podcast. Mm -hmm. And I think we should just be honest about that. Yeah. Uh, Because while it's like so much fun and so much joy, we both are in a place in our lives at this moment that is stressful and uh it's so true. we we always record on on friday nights which is after like we have pizza and a movie and then we watch it and there are times when i'm like i just had a long week at work and the last thing i want to do is record a podcast and so that's been kind of where some gaps have come in and whatnot so uh it's been i'm glad we made it to 100 mm-hmm. we'll see what happens in the future and I think so much the people who've listened to this podcast, those who've listened from the beginning, which I can't imagine is very many people, <laughs> but those who've uh, come to us as we've as we've recorded, it has been uh, lovely. And thank you for being there. So I just want to say, having reached this hundredth episodes, how much I appreciate you, our listeners, uh, the support that you've given us just by listening. This, those of you who've supported us on Patreon, your support is what's gotten us to this 100th episode. We said to each other that we were doing this for fun, and it was true, but if no one had listened, we'd, it wouldn't have been fun for 100 episodes. That is a good point. Yep. Um, and we're feeling, I think, both a bit up in the air because of our lives, and we probably will take a bit of a hiatus after this 100th episode. We will see what happens. But... Uh, I hope we come back. There are things I would love to get to. And if we do come back, it'll be again because of the support of the that you, our listeners, have given to us. And we're so grateful for it. Absolutely. We love you guys. Every single at you ever send on Twitter puts a little song in my heart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, unless it's a mean one. But we actually haven't gotten any of those. I don't know if we've gotten a single mean tweet. Nope. That's not a challenge. No, it's not. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> so, do we get? Let's get into the questions. Yeah. Uh, let's start with uh, Anya on Twitter at Strangely Literal asked us, "What has surprised you most about doing the podcast?" I think for me, it's been uh, getting over listening to myself. <laughs> I never would have listened to my own voice in the past. And now, like, I won't listen to every episode, of course. Like, I'm not that much of a narcissist. But <laughs> I edit myself. I listen to an episode every now and then just to see what we said. Sometimes, especially if we've had a long gap between recording and releasing. Uh, and I don't hate the sound of my own voice at all anymore. So that kind of surprised me. 
I'm so, I'm so glad. I've never hated, I've always loved the sound of your voice, even in recording, even though in recording it sounds different from how it does in person, and I like the in-person version better. Aw, thanks, sweetie. <laughs> I kind of always was a narcissist. I never hated the sound of my voice. I always <laughs> thought it sounded strange, but like, that that so common thing of like, oh, I hate the sound of my recorded voice. I got over that, like, I don't know, as a teenager. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what has it, like, I had these questions in front of me and thought about them and still didn't come up with good answers. What has surprised me about doing this podcast maybe is just the, the how long we st- kept at it, honestly. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a lot of fun and short-lived. Yeah. Um, and I was happy about that prospect. And it has been a lot of fun and we've kept it going for a, a hundred episodes. I, I'm... That's that's been the thing that has surprised me, frankly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've done lots of little, like, both of us, either with each other or independently of each other, have had a lot of, like, little projects online, little things that we've done throughout our lives that have been, like, a flash in the pan, a website, a blog, or whatever. And this is probably the longest thing that... Yeah, one of the longest things that I've done. I mean, I kept a blog for a long time, but... Not, yeah. It's certainly the best thing I've done. <laughs> yeah, I think I mean this maybe isn't a surprise because I'm a narcissist. <laughs> but I think Way Too Seriously is generally is genuinely a good show. And maybe that is a bit of a surprise. When I listen to some of the older episodes even, like I listen with a critical ear. And I don't think it's perfect, but I think we often make a pretty good podcast, and I'm pretty proud of it. Generosity on Twitter, Jen, asks, Is there anything about your podcasting setup or equipment that you'd like to change? <laughs> so much. <laughs> I would like to change, like, our entire apartment would maybe be a help to our podcasting situation. We live in a, a small uh, two-bedroom basement apartment with our two kids. So we each have a be- we have a bedroom and the kids share a bedroom and we have a big living room and that's where we record is right next to our kids' bedroom. So they interrupt us all the time. Yeah. Uh, the only time we can record is when they're in bed and we use these like floor mats that fold up when we're done. So any, I mean, honestly, if we were doing any this more professionally and frankly, Paul is doing more professional recordings. So I'd like to change like. A, have a permanent setup somehow that yeah. actually was the de- and have better microphones but uh we'd have to change literally our entire living situation to do that so that might happen in the future but yeah how about you paul yeah agreed like the interlocking like you know those interlocking floor mats uh that's what we use as sound buffering and my mic now is a blue snowball mic which is a nice ish mic but it's a discount mic yep exactly <laughs> And it's on, it's sitting right now on a coffee table on top of, or, and it's sitting right now on like a plastic uh, drawer system that's on top of a coffee table that's covered in the plastic, in the foam interlocking bricks. We can pick up each other's sound because we're pretty close to each other and the mics aren't great. Yeah. We hear... Like our neighbors running water. I would like to change any one of those things. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, like I've heard some people say is like, you want to know all the weird sounds your house makes? Start recording a podcast in it. So like our heater in the winter, like makes a weird ticking humming sound. Our, you know, washer and dryer are close enough that you can hear them if we have them on. All those things. The dishwasher. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to, I would like to upgrade our mics and I would like to get a better sound box. Mm Mm-hmm. And I would like a permanent setup somewhere. That was those would all be really great. Yeah. Do you want to ask the next question? Yes. Um, Generosity again asks: Are your daughters developing particular tastes in movies yet? Are there certain genres they prefer over others? And if so, what are their favorite types of movie? Absolutely. Uh. Speaking of sounds, our hamster suddenly started making noises, so that's also in the room. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should keep some of the sounds in this episode so you can... <laughs> um, definitely, our oldest daughter really likes the superhero movies, and she's kind of gotten more into the MCU lately and watched some of those. Our younger daughter is bored by superhero movies, and I don't know if that's in because of her age or just her personality i think it's more her personality yeah she's not interested she's barely interested there's there's been a handful that she's liked but when Mm -hmm. we suggest watching a superhero movie she resists yeah exactly they're both but they're both uh fans of sci-fi and fantasy and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing our older daughter, I think, is aging a bit out of animated movies. Yeah. And our younger daughter is not quite ready to get to let go of those. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she's 11 this year, our older daughter, and she's, so she's, like, wanting to watch those kind of tween movies. Yep. Is there something, like, I thought the exact same thing that you said, that our younger daughter doesn't like the superhero movies and our older daughter does. Is there something our younger daughter... And we can, we could call them, I don't want to say their names on the podcast for the sake of their privacy, but we call them G is the oldest and M is the youngest. Mm-hmm. Um, is there something that you would say M particularly does like? Yes. I mean, in terms of TV shows, she loves Shira a lot. Oh, yeah. And I think she likes those like princessy kind of movies, not in the princess way, but in a like, she likes the Disney stuff a lot she does um if i think about like a movie she might ask for again and again i can't think of anything moana yeah i mean maybe she's she's gotten sick of that now but she watched moana a lot and frozen a lot and she watches on her own i mean this isn't a movie but uh she watches teen titans yeah, Teen Titans Go, like... Over, over, over Teen over, Titans over, Go, over. over and over and over and so over So she likes that superhero genre. She likes she that one. She just doesn't like the, the more violent, older people ones. And G, our older daughter, uh, would watch Into the Spider-Verse again and again and again and yes, again. Yes, absolutely. Which and is, I'm kind of answering another question by Jen. Do your kids ever just want to rewatch movies they have already seen over and over again? And this, I think, is... Both a question about our kids, but you don't quite spell out the question that, like, I think is underneath that is, 
you watch a new movie every week for way too seriously. Don't your kids ever want to, like, can we watch something we've seen already instead? Yeah, and that definitely does happen. Yep. And it kind of, that also is what happened when we kind of fell behind in WCS was uh, our kids got a little, like, a little sick of, like, do we have to watch a brand new movie every time? Like, I want to watch Star Wars again. I want to watch, you know, those kind of things. So that did create a bit of a thing. And I don't love, like, I and Jen, both of us, are a little inclined towards TV addiction, movie addiction, and Mm -hmm. I don't want to overdo that with our kids. Yeah. So we try to watch a movie no more than once a week. Yes, exactly. So that means if the kids want to watch something again and again, it's... It it can be a bit of a uh, cross-purposes with the intention of trying to record a way too seriously every week. Mm -hmm. When they, they... We tend to let them watch movies when they're sick. Yes. And so yeah. things, what cer- are their certain sick movies? movies, their sick movies are, I mean, a, or on a snow day, because yep. we do get snow days here, real snow days where there's like a six foot snow bank outside our door. Thank you very much. Like re- more real than we even had in Winnipeg. Or, yes, exactly. Like, you can't get out of the house snow days. Exactly. So uh, on snowed or snowed in days, we uh, tend to watch Star Wars mm-hmm. and sometimes Harry Potter. Yep. Uh, when they're sick, they tend to watch Totoro and Harry Potter. Yep. And sometimes Star Wars. Sometimes <laughs> Star Wars. Yep. So those are kind of repetitive movies. And as you said, Moana for a while was a watch it every time. Totoro is a we could watch it any time, as many times as we want. And they would always be up for it. Into the Spider-Verse, G is more excited about than M, but they're both, I think, G would watch Into the Spider-Verse. Again and again and again, anytime. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Generosity asks, have you ever been disappointed by your kids' reactions to one of the movies you've watched? <sighs> yes, I'm sure I have. <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm, I'm a little disappointed that M doesn't like yeah. superhero movies as much. Because that is something I kind of had hoped to kind of get into as a family in the next couple of years here. And I think she's already like, Stop forcing me. Yep. And that's fine, but it's a little disappointing. And we're not going to force her. No, we're not. But, yeah, it's a little di- it's a little disappointing. Um, I feel like there was a movie that they didn't like that we liked. They're definitely, they like movies that we go, <laughs> this is terrible. Which is a different thing, I think. Which is a whole different thing. <laughs> the movies that, like, I try really hard, and I think it's not just try... But I try not to get too invested in them liking the same movies I do. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm better at it than others. One of the few movies that, like, I love to my very core and it mattered to me whether they liked it Mm -hmm. was The Princess Bride. Yeah. Which they did like. They did like that one. So. (laughs) I don't think they saw the brilliance of it (laughs) the way that I do, though. (laughs) But I wasn't disappointed. They liked it. That was what I needed from them. <laughs> they know that I really love Jane Austen and Pride and Prejudice and things. And I've kind of been like, maybe we could watch it soon. And they're very resistant. And so I need to be very cautious about forcing them to watch that one. Because I think, like, I could easily ruin it for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Matthew Vose, who I th- 
I didn't write down his handle. It's just at Matthew Vose, isn't it? Anyway, <laughs> Matthew Vose asked, uh, have your children expressed any interest in being involved in the podcast, even just recording some thoughts for it? And do you have any concerns about such things? Well, in this episode, they did. I get to talk into a microphone. <laughs> Hi. Hi. What do you think Mom and Dad's podcast is about? Kids' movies. <laughs> and what? Take the movie too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite movie? I don't know. I have a lot of... Mm. like a lot of movies. Can you think of any that might be your favorite? Harry Potter. Which one? You've watched one, two, and three. Three. Three? Yeah. Prisoner of Azkaban? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that mom and dad should be taking movies too seriously? Yes. Yeah? Why should we be taking them too seriously? Because it's the name of your podcast. It's the name of our podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Thanks. <laughs> Hello. Hi. What do you think Mom and Dad's podcast is about? Kids movies? That's your intro. Yeah? You say, hi, I'm Jane Moffat, I'm Paul Moffat, and welcome to Way Too Seriously, a podcast where we take kids movies and then take them way too seriously. It's about taking kids movies way too seriously. Cool. What does that mean, though? Like, rating them Mm. and, like... Saying, like, stuff like, if something happened in a movie, most kids would think, like, oh, that happened, and not think anything about it, but then you guys, like, think about it too much. Yeah? Do you ever think about a movie too seriously? Occasionally. Yeah? Like, what kind of things do you think about movies that might be too serious? Like, if there aren't enough female characters in a certain part, or if I notice that there aren't any black characters, or... Mm. That's good. That's really good. Uh, do you have anything to say about us reaching 100 episodes? Can I have a YouTube channel so I can reach that many YouTube videos? <laughs> I'll interview you. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can start by a- advertising your podcast. And then what's, would... what's your favorite movie? Harry Potter. One of the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. Is that just because we w- just watched Harry Potter, or because it actually is your favorite? No, because it actually is my favorite. Which one? I really like the Goblet of Fire. So, uh-huh. Goblet of Fire. see, when we watched Howl's Moving Castle, you halfway through were like, "This is my favorite." Oh right, movie. yeah, I forgot Howl's Moving Castle. That's what about Spider Man is the Spider Verse? Ah, what, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> so those are some of your favorites. Yeah. What'd yeah. you say? Okay. Do you think those are all seriously good? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Cool. Thanks for talking to me. Do you have anything else to say to our audience? Uh, no. Of literally dozens? Uh, oh. (laughs) Wendy's, if you're watching this, I don't like your plastic ketchup cups. They're not smart. Paper cups are way better. Hmm. (laughs) All right, thanks. And, like, they haven't... So, you just heard their uh, thoughts. You heard our older daughter wants a YouTube channel. Yep. <laughs> and we, you probably heard, you could probably sense reluctance about that topic. Um, 
So they haven't really expressed desire to be on the podcast at all. No, not really. But they have. Our older daughter really wants a YouTube channel, and I am really... We both are resistant to it. Mm-hmm. I don't... I think... And different parents have different philosophies, and I am not uh, judging people who have a different approach. But my approach is, I think, that uh, I'm very protective of their privacy in their young age. So I don't use their real names on social media or in the podcast. I try and I don't post their pictures very often. I post them probably more uh, quite a bit, actually. I know. And that, but I'm thoughtful about anything that's uh, embarrassing, and I always ask them if I can post their picture. And I always, whenever I post a quote of theirs on Twitter, I ask them first. If I'm like, can I quote that on Twitter? And they'll go, yes. And sometimes they'll say no, and I won't. And they're like, why not a YouTube channel? Uh, I don't really feel comfortable with our 10-year-old putting herself out in publicly on social media in that way because I don't think that she understands the implications for her yeah. privacy and so I need to be the one that guards that for, on her behalf. Exactly. I'm, I would not want to expose her. I feel like that's a really big exposure to both of our kids to comments and all sorts of things that, that could happen when you put yourself out there in such a public way. And often, like we said at the beginning of this podcast, we haven't ever gotten a mean tweet. Often people on the internet are much kinder and more supportive than the fears and cliches about them. Mm -hmm. So I think if our kid had a YouTube channel, probably she would get, you know, probably what the actual danger is that she wouldn't get very many followers or watchers and be disappointed. That's actually part of what I'm worried about, too. Is how she kind of expects that she'll go viral, and she certainly won't. Yeah. I think that, like, it's a risk-benefit analysis for me, that even though I think it's actually unlikely that there'll be abusive comments, even on YouTube, famously abusive comment, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's a, not really that likely at all. But I don't think that the benefit outweighs the damage and risk that that would, the risk and the damage that would come from that. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. You want to ask, ask the next question? I've lost my place. Yes. Um, Jen asks, If you could make the perfect movie for your daughters, what would it be about or like? That is such a good question. We, I feel like... The perfect movie for our daughters when it came out was Frozen. Yeah. It's no longer the perfect movie for our daughters because they have aged. But Frozen got a lot of criticism at the time by parents who were like, oh, I'm so sick of the songs and I understand that. And like, in retrospect, people say it really only has one good song and people criticize it and are tired of it and think it's, you know, for me... And I know for you, Jen. Yeah. We took... It was the first movie we saw... Our kids saw in theaters. And it was about... Uh, how true love can be for your sister. Mm-hmm. And it had this great... Musical... Like, um... Broadway musical style... And Disney musical style... Song. Yep. And at the time... 
it was the perfect movie for our daughters. It was. Yeah, I think uh, a perfect movie for them would be about two sisters. They love movies like Totoro as well has the two sisters. Yeah. They love movies that are about, that they see themselves in. And yep. So I would say that. I would also say uh, if I were designing a movie, I would make sure it has a diverse cast and make sure it has boys and girls yep. in it. And I would make it have wonderful music because our kids love to sing and dance along with the movie. So I don't know what the plot would be, but something good. I think like I can cliche or not cliche. I can like lazy about it and say G is obsessed right now with space and M is obsessed with cats. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that would be a perfect movie for them. I think a perfect movie for them, though, would be the plot would be like sisters who overcome some obstacle through determination and, uh, you know, they overcome all their setbacks of which they keep facing them, but they never give up. Yeah. And they use their wits to, like, they would love it and it would teach them something. (laughs) And not that they, like, not that they more than anyone else, but I think that's an important lesson for kids is resilience and overcome obstacles. That's why it's a theme in so many kids' movies and should be. You're going to have setbacks, things are going to go badly, and you can keep going. It's such an important lesson, I think, for kids. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh... Anya Strange Literal asks, "Are you excited to turn the show into a preteen movie podcast as your kids age up?" <laughs> no. Kinda. <laughs> I think that's kind of why this show is getting a little bit harder to do is because we're watching a few more adult movies and it's kind of like I don't know if we could maybe even start a different podcast that was about movies, but it uh there is a trouble in our family that I like teeny bopper movies and Paul does not. Well, <laughs> recently, <laughs> yeah, are you going to deny it? No. Okay. So well, well, Paul was out of town recently. The three of us, me and the girls, watched High School Musical one, two, and three. Mm. They are terrible and awesome, and we had so much fun watching them. And the best part about it was that Paul wasn't there to have a whole bunch of snark afterwards <laughs> no, <come on. laughs> no i'm just kidding it was just it was a lot of fun but i knew that if paul had been there it would have been torture for him so i think especially preteen movies i have a hard time imagining podcasting about them that wouldn't just be like dissing them yeah so yeah i lot- just don't know like a lot of preteen movies are seriously bad. Yes, exactly. Maybe that would be an interesting podcast. What you just said, we've been talking about there. We don't need to be secretive about it. Uh, we've been talking about maybe ending way too seriously, but starting another podcast with a different but related premise as our kids age out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, rather than, I think we're more likely to start a new podcast with a new premise about preteen movies than to age this podcast into a preteen movie podcast. Yeah. I feel this like that would be confusing. This podcast is about kids' movies. Yeah. So related to that a little bit, uh, Matthew Vose asks, are there any children's films you won't cover because they're not really appropriate for kids? That question 
Like, are there children's films that aren't really appropriate for kids? I think if there are children's films that I don't think are appropriate for kids, I wouldn't watch them with my kids. Yeah. I would not cover them. I wouldn't watch them. So I can think of some off the top of my head that I wouldn't watch. Like for what? various reasons. Well, not I, it'll be a while. Maybe I will watch it eventually with the kids, but I can think of Never Ending Story. Hmm. Despite the fact that I loved that movie, it is it has a really devastating scene and it has like it's just it did, has not aged well. And so I don't think it's the most appropriate movie. Um also the, the Sequel to Wizard of Oz, Return to Oz, that was made in the 80s. I have a very specific fear of decapitation. <laughs> and it's that, it's that movie's fault. <laughs> there is a character who is headless and has a whole bunch of different heads. And it, I trace my fear back to that movie. And for some reason, I saw it multiple times as a child. Not just the once. I don't think I've ever seen it. It's terrible i think it's inappropriate for kids because of its like absolute terrifying villain so that's the movie i think of when i think of like i'm never showing that to our kids i'm never gonna do it on me too seriously because i'm never gonna watch it again so that one and there are movies that i can't think of a specific example but there are movies that uh strike me from the trailer or the premise as seriously bad mm-hmm and it might be good for the podcast, but I don't want to watch seriously bad movies with my kids. Yeah, exactly. So if I n- really expect a movie to be seriously bad, we're not watching it with the kids at all. Yeah. I'll watch a bad movie with my kids, but I won't watch a seriously bad movie with them. Yes, exactly. Matthew also asks, are there any films that sit on the line between family, kids, and grown-up films you've debated watching? So many? So many. I think... If this, I mean, Star Wars is the major one. Yeah. We've watched Star Wars with the kids a lot of times. We mentioned earlier, it's like the snow day slash slash sick day movie. I think we watched A New Hope with G when she was like five. Yeah. When she was homesick or it was maybe a snow day and we were inside all day and we were like, hey, let's watch Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Uh. And I don't think they are really kids' movies. No. But our kids have seen all of them. Uh, all the good ones. All the, Yeah, they haven't seen any of the prequels, which do not exist, <laughs> as far as they're concerned. Um, I'm so glad we live in that universe. <laughs> yeah, where they don't exist. Where they don't exist. Where they never made any prequels. They never made any prequels. I don't know what you're talking about. We watched... This is a real tangent, but Jan and I watched... Uh, all three of the prequels not very long ago, kind of wondering whether they held up, wondering whether they were actually as bad as everyone makes fun of them for, and like, yes. <laughs> yep, they are. <laughs> I stand by it. Uh, we also, we watched one last week that we had debated for a long time, which was Back to the Future. Yes. That kind of straddles the line. And it had a lot more swearing than I remembered. I think that I usually watched a TV edited version when I was a kid, because <laughs> I remember watching it. I said this while, as we were watching it, that uh, I watched it young enough that I didn't know what his girlfriend had written on the piece of paper because I couldn't read it. 
<laughs> so you couldn't read yet. I couldn't read yet when I first watched Back to the Future. And I think it must have been on TV because I don't remember it having any swears at all. And then we watched it and was like, wow, it says shit a lot. <laughs> we So we watched that, as you said, we watched that last week and we didn't record an episode about it because it might be appropriate for our kids, but it's not really appropriate for the premise of this show. Yeah, exactly. Because it's not really a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. And there, so there have been Star Wars, Majorly, Back to the Future. We're going to watch Back to the Future 2 with our kids, but I don't anticipate that we'll do an episode about it because mm-hmm. it's not a kid's movie either. Yeah. Um, and G has read Lord of the Rings and would really like to watch the Lord of the Rings movies. Mm-hmm. And I have debated a lot. I don't really want to watch them with M because she hasn't read the book yet. Mm-hmm. But when we do, I don't think that'll be on this show. No. Uh, because it's not a kid's movie. And another one, actually, we did record episodes about the first three Harry Potter movies. And we are almost done reading the fourth Harry Potter book with M. Mm-hmm. G read it long ago. But we're almost done reading it, and I don't know if we probably will watch the movie when we're done reading the book, and I don't know if we'll do a podcast about it, because I don't know if uh, Goblet of Fire is a kid's movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We might and we might not, and we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. We'll discuss, debate it together whether it's really appropriate as a kid's movie mm-hmm. for the premise of this show. Yeah, Absolutely. So Matthew also asked, uh, are there any grown-up films you want to show your children ASAP? I am chomping at the bit to show them so many films. Like I mentioned, Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. uh, And all Jane Austen movies that I'm obsessed with. I would love them to watch them. And, but they're just, I mean, of course, they're not inappropriate. They don't have anything inappropriate, but they're just that bit, like, boring to that age. So... They are inappropriate, just not what people mean when they say inappropriate. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, I want to watch all of the Marvel movies with them. I'm like, I really want to watch like Black Panther and stuff, but it's just not quite time yet. Yeah, I yeah, same, exactly same. I think G has seen a few more of them, but M has seen Captain Marvel. Spider-Man Homecoming Mm. and Captain America. Yeah. And she didn't like Spider-Man Homecoming or Captain America very much. Yeah. She liked Captain Marvel. And, like, she's only eight, and I don't know about any of the other MCU movies. I would love, like, I have a lot of movies that I really like that I would love to show my kids, and they're not the right age for some of my very favorite movies of all time. I probably my three very favorite movies are uh, *The Princess Bride*, which we have seen with them. Um, *Oh Brother, Where Art Thou*, which maybe, mm, but I don't no, think so. Not like, for a while. I don't think for a while actually. And *Rosencrantz and Guildenstern Are Dead*, which <laughs> like not for ten, fifteen years at least. <laughs> Yeah, that that humor you're not gonna get as a kid <laughs> at all. Look, I would really love to want to show them Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, but it's gonna be years and years and years and years until they will appreciate yeah. it. So I'm not going to. Oh, and Pitch Perfect also. Ah, oh, yeah. I would love to watch Pitch Perfect with them, but that's not happening for years. <laughs> a few more years. Yep, yep, it's true. 
I mean, there's in, in not films, but TV shows. Buffy is a show that I'm very, very into, and Paul's very into, and our kids know that we're very into it, and have asked, like, well, when did we get to watch Buffy? And I'm like, a little while yet. I think a this is the appropriate yet. time to publicly say that early on when we first met, before we started dating even, <laughs> I was saying something good about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and Jan rolled her eyes and said, Buffy? A vampire slayer named Buffy? That's ridiculous. And I said, well, that just shows that you have no sense of irony. And she, listener, she fell in love with me anyway. (laughs) And with Buffy. (laughs) (laughs) And now you probably know Buffy better than I do. Like, I've watched Buffy many times, many a time, but you have probably watched it, the series, beginning to end more times than I have. Probably. (laughs) Anyway. It's true. It's what it was like. One of our very first conversations was me being like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, really? <laughs> yeah. For the ASAP part of this question by Matthew, though, I think Back to the Future was the answer because we watched it last week. Yeah. And we had been really waiting, like, can we watch Back to the Future yet? Can we watch Back to the Future yet? Yeah. And probably Indiana Jones. Yeah, I was gonna say, that was the other one I was going to say was Indiana Jones. It's like, can we watch that yet? The face melting scene is just... Can we just cover their eyes for that? The rest we, of it's fine. We might right, watch right? Indiana Jones this year. We might. Uh, back to Jen, generosity. Of all the movies you've watched, which ones did you want most want to be seriously good? Um, Kubo and the Two Strings. Kubo, yeah, same. Kubo and the Two Strings. It's beautiful. It's fantastic. It has a great plot. And then to find out that it was made so... Just the meta information about it just made it so disappointing that we had to call it seriously bad when we just, like, everything else was so good. Yeah, I've never wanted a movie to be seriously good as much as Kubo and the Two Strings because it is so good. Mm-hmm. And so disappointing. Yeah. Um, Jen, again, of all the movies you haven't seen yet, which ones are you most excited about seeing? Of all the movies in the world that I haven't seen yet. (laughs) Or all the kids' movies that I haven't seen yet. Uh, I haven't seen Toy Story 4 yet. Mm. I want to see that. Um, I feel like there's another one that just came out in theaters that I wanted to see. No, I don't know. No, I think that was... I'm looking forward to seeing Toy Story 4. Even though I'm I'm worried about it. Yeah, I would like to see Toy Story 4. Um... Spider-Man Far From Home is playing. We watched Homecoming and talked about it on this show. Mm, yeah. I don't know if it were, if if we do watch Far From Home, I actually don't think it'll end up on this show. Uh, but I would, I want to see it. Mm-hmm. And yes. haven't yet. Yep, same. I haven't seen that one. Um, yeah, like all, all the movies that haven't come out yet. <laughs> I think, I think I'm the only one. I want to watch Secret Life of Pets too because I thought I think you have forgotten how good Secret Life of Pets one was. We never we talked about not, it on this have show. Have we still not seen Secret Life of Pets two? No. Oh yeah, I do want to see that one. So I really want to see. I really wanted to see Secret Life of Pets two for a long time mm-hmm. because I really enjoyed the first one. We've never talked about it on the show. Maybe one day we will. Mm-hmm. I think I like it more than the kids do. Yeah. And I think I like it more than you do. And maybe the second one will be bad. 
I don't know. I don't know any. I haven't heard any reviews about it at all. I just liked the first one. Yeah. Uh, I have heard rumors that they're going to make a Paddington 3 and that <gasps> I'm so want that to happen and watch that. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited about Paddington 3 if that ever happens. Yeah. So our friend Stacy, who on Twitter is TrekGirl88, what kids book would you like to see made into a movie? And Jen asks a similar question. Are there any books you'd like to see t- turned into a movie? Mm-hmm. I, it has been a movie, but um, I would love a new stab at Pippi Longstockings. Mm, yeah. It is one of the love books that, book. that, especially M, this is one of the books that we've read again and again and again and again. Yeah. Uh, and Pippi Longstocking is, the book is seriously good on gender and seriously bad on race. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'd need to fix that <laughs> yeah but you, I, could. you could modernize pippi longstocking it would, easily it would not be hard to fix no i would love to see a good pippi longstocking movie mm-hmm. and like i said like an, an adaptation that isn't necessarily like one-to-one at all no just a general pippi longstocking movie with the spirit of the book in it yeah that that's a good answer i like that answer thank you i, I... only give the good ones answers that is <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see a lot of the newer books that I've read, uh, the newer, like, graphic novels made into movies. I think that... Like, for uh, example? I think I would love to see... Uh, Raina Telgemeier is one of the best graphic novelists for kids, children these days. And uh, I would love to see one of her books made into a movie, specifically maybe drama or ghosts, because they're the non-autobiographical ones. I think those might be better as movies, um, as animated movies. Mm-hmm. I think that they could translate really well to screen and could be really good. Hmm. Uh, drama has is like preteen angst with a LGBT character, and I think that you could expand that book and make it into a movie. Hmm. Um. I would like to see, I would, I have lots that I would not like to see turned into a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Like what? Like, stop making picture books into movies. Oh yeah, for sure. Except, uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs was good. It was really good, but that was because they, we talked about this when we talked about the episode, they took the premise. Yeah, exactly. (gasps) I just realized the movie that is, that kids shouldn't see Polar Express. Ooh, Polar Express. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's the one that, yeah. Well, kids should never see. Jen, no one should see. Since you said that, it's a little later on our list of questions in the order, but let's jump to it. Jen says, of the movies you've seen so far, which would you tell people not to watch? Polar Express. <laughs> and Strange Magic. We've never talked about them on our show. Yeah. We talked about Strange Magic. Did we? We didn't, we didn't do an episode on it. We used to rate movies from Totoro to Strange Magic or Strange Magic to Totoro. <laughs> right. That was our original our original rating, rating system. system. Was <laughs> Strange Magic to Totoro. I forgot. Yeah. Strange Magic was the worst movie we could think of. Yeah. It's really <laughs> bad, you guys. <laughs> but also Walking with the Dinosaurs. 
That one was really bad. I think it was the worst movie we've talked about on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't see Walking with the Dinosaurs. Don't see Strange Magic. Don't see the Polar Express. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we hate the Polar Express so much. You know, <laughs> it's our enemy. <laughs> it's our it's our enemy. It's the anti-Fallen Gen movie. <laughs> There are, um, I would love to see movies, books that have been made into movies that I would like to see done better. Uh, a Wrinkle in Time, despite the fact it had so much potential and I just did not like the adaptation that they just did. Yeah. I, it's possibly unfilmable without a Charles Wallace that works. So maybe I don't want to see that made into a movie. Um, I would love to see another stab at Narnia. Yeah. That was better. Uh, uh, I think that's it. And this is, I mean, you're saying what movies would you like remade better, but that leads into... Oh, yeah. Stacy asked that question, too. Stacy asked, what movie would you like to see remade better? Yeah. Which, Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. Wrinkle in Time had such beautiful moments. Mm-hmm. Visually beautiful moments. And emotionally beautiful moments. Yeah. But I don't think it cohered into a movie properly. Yeah. So I would love someone to take another stab at that and do again the things that Wrinkle in Time did well. Mm-hmm. That the, the Ava DuVernay movie did well. Like, keep them a biracial family. Yeah, exactly. But just make it better as a movie. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Are there any movies you would like to see remade better other than that? Other than that one. Any one of the ones that we had a problem with? I don't know. I do think, though, in terms of making a movie, remaking a movie, like someone said on Twitter, and I don't know who it wasn't, it was someone got retweeted into my timeline, not someone I know, said, stop movie studios stop remaking beloved movies that everyone loves and are great and start remaking movies that could have been good but weren't. Yeah, but they remade Dumbo and it was still terrible. I assume. (laughs) Well, you haven't seen it, so... No, it's terrible. (laughs) Any movie that starred Johnny Depp, I'd like them to remake without Johnny Depp. (laughs) Any movie that has some kind of, like, problematic dude in it. Yeah. You could yeah. just do all the uh, problematic dude movies again mm-hmm. without with someone else. Yep. Yeah, would be good. Jen asks, what kinds of movies would you like to see more of? What kinds of movies what would you like to see more of? see more of? I'd like to see more high fantasy for kids. Mm-hmm. I think that was a genre that was really popular in the 80s and a little bit into the early 90s, but has really fallen off. And I'd love to get back to some of those fun high fantasy ones in a modern, with like the modern cinematic world uh, technology that we have right now. It like would be really action, cool. So. Live action yeah, things. Yeah. Like, I mean, like we had Willow and Dark Crystal and Labyrinth and all those things in the 80s. And you could do them even cooler now. And I really wish that they, and I'm sure there are books that I can not think of off the top of my head, even though I am a librarian. Uh that would work really well. There's a Dark Crystal... Netflix is making a Dark Crystal sequel. That is true. They show. are. 
that might be that might be good good and kid appropriate mm-hmm. i totally i agree with that we watched the um the kid who would be king mm-hmm. and that was one of our takeaways of that movie is like this is a kind of movie that i think there could be more of yeah exactly that, like kids go on an adventure live action kid adventure that's not quite high fantasy yeah but also that kind of movie too yeah, or like exactly kid road trip adventure kid stranger things but for kids yeah exactly exactly <laughs> stranger kids stranger things is marketed at kids who are nostalgic about the 80s but like how about making some new stuff for kids that they can be nostalgic for that gives that same sense of adventure and wonder and danger but with appropriate stakes for actual children yeah yeah exactly exactly anya asks have you discovered any big overarching takeaways about kids' media? It's really hard to find good child actors. <laughs> it's really yes. a good a really good child actor is worth their weight in gold yeah. in terms of any live action movie because uh, a bad child actor can really ruin things and it's and like I don't blame the kid because it's act, acting is really hard and it's even harder when you're a child. So that's a thing that I basically take away from a lot of the movies that we watch, especially the live action ones. Yeah. I think, uh, I think one of the takeaways that I've discovered from doing way too seriously and talking about it with our kids and, uh, is that the serious what we call the seriously of movies really matters. Mm-hmm. And that's not just something that I didn't know coming in. That's why we did the movie in the first place. That's why we did this podcast the way that we did in the first place, is we both thought that already. But, like, our kids notice it now and can and should. And that, you know, good movies, good um, fiction can be a force for moral good <laughs> in the world and yeah. should be it's, and it's more important even with kids media mm-hmm. maybe the other one actually uh kind of a takeaway from doing way too seriously is that like it's amazing how far you can go with just like not screwing up. Like it's amazing yeah. how good a movie can be if it just hits all the beats like it should. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be doing something um, uh, groundbreakingly original for it to be a really enjoyable kids movie. Yeah, it just exactly. Has to not screw up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's okay for a plot to be predictable if yeah. it's well done. Yeah. Especially for kids. Yeah, which is definitely, I find as an adult, that I like to watch rom-coms, which are, like, totally predictable. But if they're done well, they're great. Yeah. Sometimes if they're done unwell, they're great. So that's a whole thing, too. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, uh, okay. Anya asks, uh, are there any specific movies that surprised you or overturned your preconceived notions about them? What movie did I expect to be? I, I know that there are. Oh, I can think of some right away. Okay, go. Uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2. Yes. 
did not expect that to be as good as it was. No. Uh, that one shocked the heck out of me when we first watched it. I think and we watched it before we watched the Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. We watched the no, first. No, we recorded, the, like, when we did the recordings, we did, but watching them in real life, we... Right. We watched the second one second. Um, and then Paddington. The first Paddington. I have no idea how good it was going to be when we yeah. watched it. I didn't expect Paddington to be good. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. It was so good. For sure. Um, Ralph Breaks the Internet also. I didn't expect Ralph Breaks the Internet to be good. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. Yeah. And it was like... Yeah. I'm trying to think about whether that, like, more than just my expectation of this particular movie, but, like, I had preconceived notions that it Mm -hmm. overturned. Yeah. That, like, Paddington, I didn't really know Paddington as a character very well, and I had a preconceived notion that Paddington was, like, a uh, discount Winnie the Pooh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I thought Paddington was going to be cutesy in a kind of saccharine cloying way. And I thought it was going to be, like, I thought, discount Winnie the Pooh. I thought it was going to be everything that people accuse Winnie the Pooh of being, but that I think Winnie the Pooh isn't, uh, which is saccharine and uh, shallow and, like, twee. Mm-hmm. Um and it wasn't that at all. And no. it made me rethink not only that movie, but Paddington. It makes me want to go read some Paddington books. Yeah, absolutely. So some more, uh, some less serious questions. Let's get into the less seriously part. <laughs> Wait, what? No. The way less, I should say that. So let's get into the way less seriously <laughs> part of our show i don't know yet what effect i'll put on that'll be the opposite of echoing but i'll try and figure something out whatever it was you just heard it uh jen asks what are your favorite movie snacks and or drinks as you may know we are friday with our family we always do pizza with our movie usually some sometimes some pop that is to say soda Coke. <laughs> I usually drink when we're having uh, Friday movies. I usually drink uh, soda water. We have a soda yeah. stream, and I carbonate tap water. Yeah, and I love carbonated tap water. Yeah, I'm drinking some right this moment. There Let you me go. hold the bubbles next to the microphone. Can you hear that? No. When Paul and I sit down to watch TV or a movie at night, uh, we love Doritos a lot. Doritos mm-hmm. has this fun thing. If if you don't know this, if you're not like a Doritos aficionado like we are, it has <laughs> lots of like limited edition flavors that exist just for a short time. If it ha- we like to try them all. Yes, that's <laughs> uh, true. This is why we're both not the healthiest people in the world <laughs> because our weakness is Doritos. Uh, I am aware that I eat while I watch TV. A lot, and I am trying to not do that as much. I need something to do with my hands that is not eating. Mm-hmm. But whatever, it's a vice, and I do it. Uh, drinks, I I often just drink water, but I always, I sometimes will drink pop as well. And we sometimes, when not with the kids, but when we are 
watching a movie by ourselves, we'll sometimes drink an alcoholic drink. Oh, yes, definitely. More likely wine than anything else. Mm-hmm. If it's the summer, I'll have a beer. Yep. Summer is beer season, winter is wine season. And mixed drinks sometimes and other things sometimes, but I think our go-to would be, like, wine and Doritos. <laughs> or gin and tonic. I like a gin and tonic a lot. Uh, and we should mention our pizza thing. Paul is a fantastic pizza maker. He makes pizza almost, like, 90% of the time. The other 10% is... The other 9% is ordering, and the 1% is... If Paul's out of town, I might make pizza. <laughs> I used to make pizza. Like, I can't not... I can make pizza. I just, like, Paul does it so well. And he puts in... He puts on pizza anything. We are not a pizza purists at all. And we make delicious varieties of pizza. So we often have pineapple and bacon for the kids. That's what they like. But we'll have, like, kale and like a crack an egg on it uh we'll have uh you know you, okay all, so, so generally what i like to do for pizza in a movie night is make two pizzas one of which is for the kids what they prefer and that is bacon and pineapple 99 percent of the time sometimes they want just a cheese pizza they rarely. never want just a cheese pizza m specifically asked for a gourmet just cheese pizza yes. with not just mozzarella, but Asiago and Gruyere. Uh, but that was her specific yeah. request. So we'll make two pizzas. One will be uh, normal mm-hmm. and the other will be weird yeah. in my head. And the weird pizza, like some of my favorite go-tos are sliced fried potatoes and greens. Uh, or... Like a spinach Florentine as the sauce, and then uh, egg cracked on top is, like, delicious mm-hmm. on a pizza. Yeah. So those are just two of the, the you know, not that unusual, but, like, if you're a pizza purist, I'm breaking the rules of what pizza's supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, we have apples on our pizza. We have apples, peaches. We have... Oh, you know what else is really good on a pizza? It's like, you take a pizza... You uh, make a balsamic uh, reduction, mm-hmm. and then goat cheese, oh, yeah. rosemary, and grapes. Oh yeah, or so figs. Good. Or figs. Oh, fig, goat cheese, and caramelized onions is the one of the most delicious pizzas in the world. Yes. So that's what we have. <laughs> <laughs> Anya also added a little PS to all of her tweets, which was. Every time you do a Pixar short episode, I get excited knowing that I'm getting closer to the volcano one. I hate that short almost as much as I hate Peter Quill. Um, she really hates Peter Quill from Guardians of the Galaxy. Lots of people do. Lots of people do. Uh, the volcano one is like basically why we decided to do the Pixar shorts. So we're building to that one. I don't think like we'll have a hiatus, but we we have to get back to those Pixar shorts because that volcano one... We could probably do an entire WTS episode on it. Yeah, and again, like, a look behind the curtain. The Pixar shorts, we stumbled a little bit because we watched five Pixar shorts planning to do it, and then because of things in our lives, we couldn't record that night, and then we couldn't record the next night, and then we couldn't record the next night, and then it had been three nights since we watched it, but neither of us were enthusiastic about watching them all again. Yep. And then that kind of... uh, 
hijacked our momentum on that. But no matter what else we do with Way Too Seriously, we're definitely going to finish that series of Pixar shorts, partly for exactly this reason. I really want to talk about that lava uh, volcano short, too, because, geez louise. Yep, yep, exactly. And our last question from Anya again was, do you have any pictures of Jan as a fake goth girl in high school? I don't remember what episode we talked about that in, that I was a fake goth girl in high school. Like, really briefly. Um, I don't have any pictures, mostly because uh, all my pictures of me, like, as a kid are back home in in my parents' house. I graduated high school in the 90s, and so we didn't have, you know, the fancy digital <laughs> versions of our pictures, so they're all in print somewhere in my parents' house, so... If we're actually, I'm going back to my parents' house this this month, so I'll I'll do a little look see if I can find any approximation of when I had black hair. I will I will uh, take a picture and put it up on our on our uh, Twitter account <laughs> just for you, Anya. <laughs> Did we ever mention the time that I had green hair and beard? Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I don't like have any pictures of that old. <laughs> That was not a good look. No, it was before we dated, and I still dated you guys. <laughs> I know. The, I mean, the list of things that I did before we started dating, and you knew about, and yet you dated me anyway. <laughs> True story. <laughs> I'm a saint for putting up with you. <laughs> oh, just kidding. <laughs> you are definitely a saint for putting up with me. Um. So that's the list of questions that everybody asked. That was thank you so much for all of to all of you guys for asking those questions. Uh, um, what else were we going to talk about in this episode? Susie Hula suggested us talking about our favorite good and seriously good movies, our top five seriously bad movies. Um, I like a. Uh, retrospective looking back and that might be a good way to end Mm -hmm. we kind of touched on a lot of them but do you have i think maybe not five because we've but but let's say three okay three favorite of the movies that we've watched things that movies that you think are the most seriously good and good and your favorite Mm -hmm. and three most seriously bad uh movies that we've watched does anything come to mind? Let me look at a list of all the movies we've done. <laughs> I I have to, like, in terms of favorites, I have to put um, Cartoon Saloon movies. I, I have a hard time choosing between them. I have to bunch them together. If you're hearing that crying, by the way, that's not our kid. That's <laughs> our neighbor's kid. I don't know if the mic is picking it up. Um, just so you know that we're not ignoring... Uh, our child crying we're not responsible for the well-being of the child who's crying you might hear i'm just gonna keep going but uh song of the sea secret of kells and uh the breadwinner the breadwinner all three are both good and seriously good and when we come to record an episode about a cartoon saloon we kind of shift our uh approach I really like it when we get to a movie that when we start taking it way too seriously, we are talking about the themes instead of the problematic things. Yes, absolutely. And that's all the Cartoon Saloon movies. Mm-hmm. Paddington 2 is another favorite 
both I think it's really very, very good, but also I just enjoy it an awful lot, non-objectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably my number three... See, I... Uh, and this is... This, probably my other one would be Into the Spider-Verse. Mm. Into the Spider-Verse is such a good movie... On all levels, both yep. good and seriously good, and like so good and so seriously good. Yep. How about you? Top three of the ones we've done that are both seriously good and I love. Um, Inside Out. Mm-hmm. We did early on, and I still love that movie for multiple, like just as a movie and for the conversations that it brought up with our family and still brings up to this day. I feel like that movie actually impact our real lives and I love it for that um the the Studio Ghibli movies for me you you grouped together the (laughs) Cartoon Saloon and I grouped together the Studio Ghibli so we we talked about Totoro we talked about Kiki's Delivery Service Kiki's Delivery Service is high on my list of favorite movies Gigi I crossed it to a picture of Gigi for my room and I love it so much every time I look at it because it yeah so that's the other one in the top three. And not to copy you, but Into the Spider-Verse is just so good. I think it's the most perfect movie for uh, interpretation of a graphic novel, of comics. Yeah, It's just like, this is so different from, like, there's so many superhero movies and stuff out there, and superhero live action and cartoons and stuff, but... Into the Spider-Verse just has a visual language that reflects comic books so well for the first time, for the best time I've ever seen. Yeah. So it is, that is my other, yeah, favorites. Those are my top three. Yeah. And not to like, there are other great, we went through and talked about everyone that we like, we would, we would be here a long time. Oh yeah, but exactly. There are other ones that we really, that I really love mm. and think are really good. But, uh, five serious or top three or whatever seriously bad movies <laughs> yep <laughs> that like uh that are actually bad that i like never want to see again <laughs> maybe yep. is walking with the dinosaurs yeah uh the great mouse detective the great mouse detective. sorry oh, i was ter- those were like when i look at our schedule we did those right on top of each other and great mouse detective had just like that horrible like basically a stripper scene in the middle of a kid's movie and the christopher robin movie Oh, yeah. That one was recently, and it was bleh, not good. Yes. I, like, top three most seriously bad movies. I'm going to try not to reproduce you, um, because I agree with all three of those. Despicable Me 3 was pretty bad. Mm. Seriously. In, I mean, it was bad and seriously bad. And it was pretty seriously bad. It was like... Uh, remember, that was the, like... Had the big scene of the older daughter, like, in her arranged marriage. Yeah, that was and, bad. And, like, it had uh, the wacky, stupid foreigner joke mm-hmm. ongoing. It was, like... Quite a bad movie. Yep. In serious terms and in regular terms. I don't think it is 
this is like a hard answer because I don't think it is actually seriously worse. But we already mentioned it, and I have to bring it up again. Uh, Kubo and the Two Strings was so good. It's the movie it makes me maddest. Mm-hmm. And so it has to be like my favorite seriously bad movie, depending based on like whether I think it's the seriously worst or whether I think it's a seriously bad movie that I like anyway. And I now I'm looking at the question again and don't know actually uh, top five seriously bad movies. Suddenly I could read that as movies that are seriously bad, but you like anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think Kubo and the Two Strings is both of those two things. I yeah. love it as a movie and it makes, it infuriates me <laughs> that it's yeah. seriously bad. Yeah. It makes me so mad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I said I would try not to repeat you, but Christopher Robin. Yeah, you, I, think I mean, you back love over, Winnie the Pooh. And I the... love Winnie the Pooh. If I think back over everything we've watched, like Walking with the Dinosaurs was bad, but I, and it was seriously bad. But it was like, it was so bad, such a bad movie that the serious badness of it didn't offend me that much. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Christopher Robin, like... Uh, it was the another one that made me mad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was it was bad, and I didn't like it, and I, I was mad at it for existing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I was going to say, uh, just looking back on the list of movies we've done, my biggest uh, WTF movie, WTS, WTF, uh, Babe, Pig in the City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still like, what was that? I think we need to watch it again, because I after we watched it, I was like, this movie is genius. And you were like, I don't know if it is an insane fever dream or a surrealist masterpiece. And I argued strongly for surrealist masterpiece, and I don't think that you were persuaded, so I we need to watch it again. Was. <laughs> it was just so unexpected. <laughs> I That's another one. Speaking of preconceived notions, Anya asked about preconceived notions. Yeah. I expected Babe 2 to be terrible. Yeah. I loved Babe, and the mm. commercials at the time, I didn't watch Babe 2 when it came out. No. The commercials of it at the time made it seem like they had taken all the charm of Babe and turned it into, like, a, again, like, crass-talking animal movie. Or saccharine-talking animal movie or somewhere in between. But it turns out that it is a surrealist masterpiece. <laughs> I don't know if it's a surrealist masterpiece. It's just... I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know if it... I don't know if it surpasses Babe in my affections. It's hard to know because I really enjoyed Babe. And Babe... The original Babe is also quite surreal in a very pleasing way. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But Babe too, like, takes that surrealness and turns it way up. And, like... I enjoyed the heck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You did. (laughs) So, we've talked a bit about having a hiatus. We're not saying whether we will or not because we haven't decided. We are, uh, we don't have any other episodes in the bank. Mm -hmm. So we probably will record a couple and not release them. So I guess we'll have a bit of a hiatus whether we're recording or not. Yeah. But if you are missing out on us, we 
are still doing, currently doing our other podcast, speaking of surrealist masterpieces. Yes. Clockworks, a Legion podcast in which we go episode by episode through the FX show Legion. Uh, it is a longer podcast than Way Too Seriously. It is all the Too Seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's basically uh, Legion is a very surreal show, and our analysis of it is all way too seriously. So if yes. you like that part of us, come listen to Clockworks, a Legion podcast, and watch Legion with us. Uh, I think you'll be glad you did. Yes, you will. I also have a uh, podcast I do on my own, which is Halfway Expert, that updates extremely sporadically, but I have a couple of episodes hoped for, <laughs> planned, not recorded yet. Uh, and on Halfway Expert, every episode, I spend a week researching some topic I don't know anything about and then invite an actual expert to come and set me straight about it. And there have only been a couple episodes so far, but they've been a lot of fun to make. And I hope to make more. Uh, and the other thing that's keeping me very busy, that's making recording and editing way too seriously a challenge, is uh, Clockworks Academy which is a online school where I teach literature. So far, I've been focusing on monster stories. So I have a course about Dracula, a course about Frankenstein, a course I'm doing right now about werewolves in the 12th century, mostly. Uh, there's a course coming up on Beowulf. There's a course coming up on zombies. I might do one on Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I've been toying with that. Um... And you can find that clockworksacademy.com and it would be great if you did and you could find that's another place you can find the things that we do if you don't know about that. Now you do. Yep. If you like the show, do all the things that you always do. Thank you for the support of it so far. Anything else you want to say? Just thanks. Yeah. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a great audience, and for sending us questions, and supporting us on Patreon, or in any way you do support us, even if it's not monetarily, that's cool too, because we totally understand. You yep. can't support everyone. Um, we'll take, yeah, we'll take a bit of a break, but we'll. Be, I think we'll be back with at least a few more episodes. Uh, we'll let you know if we decide to end completely, and we'll let you know if we have any other podcast ideas in the future. One of our podcast ideas that we've had ruminating for an extremely long time is a podcast on Avatar The Last Airbender, the TV show, not the horrible movie. No, not the movie. Um, so if that is something you're interested in hearing our take on, let us know, because it's definitely something we're thinking about. We also have, I also have strong opinions on children's books, and so... That's a toying, that's an idea that we're toying with for either just me or for both of us to talk about is children's books. Yeah. So let us know what you want to hear from us in the future. Or if you hate our voices, why are you listening to this at all? And those are Patreon <laughs> goals, but I think we're going to rethink. Yeah, as, uh, going forward, we might rethink some of those goals. Thank you very much. I've been Paul Moffat. I've been Jan Moffat. And what can I say except thank you? Thank you.